Support for this podcast and the following message come from Gaia.com, the on-demand streaming TV service that helps you achieve your highest potential at your convenience. To get your first month at only 99 cents, visit GAIA.com forward slash My 7 Chakras. My 7 Chakras, episode 212. Truth and love prevail. The 7 Chakras, swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, what's up, what's up, action takers? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find your life's purpose. So if you are on a quest to find the meaning of life, then look no further because you have arrived at the right show. We have a lot to cover in today's episode, but before that, as usual, let's read out a recent iTunes review. Today's review is by Samantha Collard who writes, I've been listening to your podcasts for about a year now and I just adore them. I love the way you've set them up with the favorite quotes and books and asking how each guest starts their day. These insights give a personal touch into how we can all improve our lives on a daily basis. Thank you for bringing this to us. Aditya, I'm on the path and enjoying every moment of my spiritual growth. Signed, Samantha. Action Tribe, if you want me to read out your reviews as well, all you need to do is share your thoughts, your ideas and views about the show in the form of an iTunes or Google review. To write a review, simply go to the page where you listen to my episodes, hit the review button and then hit write a review. It's super simple and remember that every review counts. And remember, we can also connect on Facebook or Instagram. My handle is at my7chakras. And with that out of the way, we are now ready to bring you our featured guest for today, Terry Christine. So Terry, are you ready to inspire? Yes, I am, AJ. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm truly very honored and grateful. Well, thanks for being here. Terry Christine is an internationally known intuitive life coach, psychic medium, speaker, author, and creator of The Secret Power of You and PowerStream, a live online group energy clearing. Most people cannot connect to the blocks that hold them back from receiving love, happiness, peace, and abundance. They live their lives being triggered by what another says or does. Simply put, she can connect you to your energy and reveal when you accepted this block at what age and by whom and then energetically shift this block out of your subconscious so that you can bring in all you deserve in your life so terry it's so great to have you on welcome to the show awesome thank you yeah i am i really i am truly grateful to be here and to be here with your listeners i have so much to share today Wonderful. And I have so much to ask you today. And it's going to be a really, really amazing conversation. Uh, but before that, let me ask you this question. What is your favorite inspirational quote? And how does that quote apply in your day to day life? Well, years ago, I actually came up with it of, for my own self, my own quote, which is truth and love prevail. <laughs> At that time in my life, I was going through some major drama and trauma uh, between my ex and our children. 
And I kept saying that to myself over and over and over again. And it was able to help me move through a very emotional time in my life as I focused on truth and love. So Action Tribe, always keep this quote in mind. Truth and love prevail no matter what you're going through, no matter what challenges you're going through. If you act in accordance with your highest values and beliefs and do what is right, then truth and love will always prevail. Remember this. So thanks a lot for sharing this wonderful quote with us, Terry. So let's move on to the main portion of today's interview, which is uh, all about uh, topics like the subtle energy, the human energy field. We're going to talk about psychic intuition, mediumship, and much more. But my first question to you is, what do you understand by the human energetic field, Terry? So everything is energy. There are seven planes of your body including your physical body. And I look at the physical body as simply the nutshell. <laughs> and it's holding in the energy from within, your soul, the cellular level of your being. And so being an intuitive, I connect to the energy of all that is, including another person. Even though you see yourself in physical form, it's simply just the nutshell that holds all of the energy. Your thoughts are like a puff of smoke that come out through your physical being. The energy within the blueprint of your body is embedded within that energy field. And that's where everyone and truly everyone can connect to the energy of all that is and within another person. Got it. So did you say that there were seven layers? Is that what you said? There are seven planes of the body and okay. they correspond with the seven major chakras. Mm -hmm. So an example, AJ, is, um, you know, when you can walk into a room after an argument and some people say, man, what just happened in this room? I can feel something going on. Mm -hmm. Within one of the seven planes is the emotional field. And okay. what happens is that when you expand that energy and dump that energy within that, that emotional field, it's expanded like within three feet of your body, depending on how close people keep their emotions. Mm -hmm. And so when you step into a room and when someone says, man, I can feel something, they're actually feeling the expanded emotional field of a person. Got it. So you said depending on how how close people hold their emotions, right? So the assumption is that there's some people who keep their emotions close, whereas some people who hold their emotions away, right? So could you give us an example of uh, how this happens or maybe... Mm -hmm. Yeah. In day-to-day -day life. Yeah, yeah. So you might have someone who went through a major uh, breakup and mm. they are saying to themselves, I'm never going to allow that to happen again. So they'll pull their energy tight within their being so that they feel that they need to feel other people first before they fee allow someone else to connect into them. Meaning that okay, I'm going to be mysterious and figure out who someone else is or you need to reveal yourself before I allow you to see who I truly am or connect into my my love, if you mm -hmm. want to take it like that, if somebody's dating or looking for a relationship. So some people can pull their energy tightly or condense. Similar to like... Um, like you can condense your um, uh, the the chakras. So an example is the sacral. The sacral is the, um, uh, the excuse me, a creativity and sexuality. And so if somebody had a major breakup, they'll condense that sacral because they're like, I don't want to have a relationship right now. I'm going to keep it away. But what happens also is that that chakra also is part of your creativity. And some people can start will start saying. 
oh man, it's so hard for me to think out of the box or think clearly since I broke up with that person because they're condensing that cycle and their shortcomings are clear about their creativity because they're they're cutting off the creativity by condensing that cycle. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Uh, so on one side of the spectrum, you have people who, like you mentioned, are uh, absorbing or keeping their uh, emotional auras to themselves or even for that matter, the sacred chakra. What happens on the other side of the spectrum? So if it's expanded, I love that one. So I tell um, anyone that after a breakup, up, try not to condense that cycle. Expand it. Feel that orange glow within a room, you know, when you come in, because, you know, you have a choice to say no. So if your sacral is wide open, you're going to notice that, you know, if you're a woman, men are smiling at you or winking at you, you simply say thank you and walk away or they can hand you their card or their phone number and you just simply thank you and throw it away. It's your choice on how you respond to it. So you'll find maybe more attention, but that doesn't mean that it's unwanted for them or yourself. It simply means that you smile, you welcome it, and then you choose to do whatever it is that you want to do with it. And the same thing with your creativity, being part of the sacral when it's expanded, you'll find that you're ideas and thoughts are coming really quick and you're becoming the solution versus um, spending time to meditate on the solution, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how does one go about doing that, you know, from a creativity perspective? How do you put yourself out there? Mm -hmm. So creative visualization really does work. Mm. Oh, you simply, you don't even have to close your eyes. You just visualize an orange glow within the area right below your belly button and expand it. Make it look like an orange translucent lucent glow that okay. expands about three or 400, you know, or three or four feet outside of your body. And then just visualize that. It really does work. That's how you move the energy within yourself is that you just expand it with your creativity, your mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that. Uh, now, Terry, what is an energetic block? And could you give us an example of that? Yes, thank you. So an energetic block is usually an experience that you had yeah, sometimes before the age of seven, most of the time it is, and sometimes it's after, depending on, you know, what it is that you're you're pulling in. Let me go back to explain that when you're born as a child, the child has a child mind, no experience at all, except for every breath they take, everything around them is an experience. Mm -hmm. And so based on that experience, that's when the child has to make a decision how they're going to handle, deal perceive, set a mindset with that experience. It's not an adult mind who's had the experience and can reflect back and say, well, I understand that mom and dad were stressed out and they did the best they could. Where, in a, where a child says to themselves, mom and dad, I love them so much. Why are they not paying attention to me? Or why, are, why do I have to fight to get something that I want? Or why or how or could... And then what happens is the child pulls that in and says, I'm not going to allow that to happen or I'll never deal with that again. Or, and you can see how they choose to say, I want it or I don't want it. And as we grow up, the, at that moment, the child placed it in their mind. It was the conscious mind, but then it becomes the subconscious as it, as you grow up. And then here you are, 20, 30, 40, and beyond, and you're being triggered 
by something that you placed in your subconscious and that trigger can be by what someone says or does and bubbles up the feeling of the experience when you were little. And so a lot of people will say, you know, I'm so frustrated with this job. I don't understand why I can't get what I want. Mm -hmm. And when they were little, they had, they may could have had an experience with dad and dad was overly protective. And then now because of that experience as a child with dad being overly protective, that child is now an adult and can't understand why they can't get what they want because of the experience they had when dad was being overprotective when they were young. Mm-hmm. Love that explanation. Um, really, really explains uh, the concept of an energy block. You mentioned all of it starts in most cases when you're about the age of seven. Like when we're children, we're usually meaning making machines. Uh, we're trying to make meaning of the experiences that are around us. And uh, we see behaviors and patterns and uh, usually make meaning out of it and interpret it based on what makes sense to us at that point. And like you mentioned, that conscious uh, action becomes sub conscious and at a later stage once we are adults or adolescents we have these interactions but we forget what has happened to us during childhood and we get triggered uh, in the same way though and so like you mentioned it bubbles up that same feeling that we experience during childhood and we wonder why we're not able to see progress in that particular area so all right so we know what an energy block is and we know how it can manifest in certain areas of our life how do you go about uh, you know working on these energy blocks you know how do you go about detecting them in the first So that's a two-sided question. If it's a question directly to the listener, it's about hearing what they say Mm -hmm. to themselves and to others or that feeling that someone just stuck a screwdriver in their back and they say, oh my God, did that person just said that to me? Wow. How could I, well, you know, are they really my friend? And Those are moments that are telling you, wow, I need something within myself to reflect upon, go back to, well, how old was I when I last felt that? And by whom did I feel that with? And what happened? And if you allow yourself to clear your mind and just trust whatever comes in your head, you will get the answers and you simply go back to either forgive or to let go. And then on the other side, that question to me, because I'm intuitive, I connect to the energy of someone else. I visualize myself stepping into the energy. Like um, I see someone as a silhouette. And I, I, this is how I teach people. But I nowadays, it's just instant. I, I, you blink an eye and I'm part of your energy. But <laughs> So sure. I step into a person's energy. And what will happen is I'll instantly feel my chakras either condense or expand. And because I've been doing it so long, I see patterns in people. An example is that I could step into your energy and all of a sudden I'll feel like uh, heaviness or thickness or butterflies in my stomach. The solar plexus, excuse me, is the portal of emotions. And when I feel that heaviness or anxiety in my stomach, that's fear. Or I could feel my throat constrict. That tells me the person restricts themselves from speaking their truth. They may be an introvert or they're very selective with their words. I could feel heaviness in my chest. That means someone just experienced a situation with love, either with a partner or in family or someone they truly care about with love. And then I can feel like ripples or or heaviness or cracks or wobbliness. That tells me that like the wobbliness is that love relationship was like the rug pulled out from underneath their feet, which 
pulled them off their platform and made it wobbly. So based on those patterns that I see when I step into someone's energy allows me to figure out what's going on in someone else's life because of the energy within themselves. And then I just work on energy statements to shift those uh, those energetic blocks out of the subconscious so that that person can move freely away from that past. So uh, love that you mentioned that the solar plexus is the portal of emotion. And what you really do is you step into the energetic blueprint of that person. Um, and initially it was uh, at the stage of when you were learning, but now it's more intuitive, right? It happens to you um, uh, intuitively and you intuitively sense what's going on with them. And then you sort of uh, give recommendations or give them exercises or help them work with that particular energy block. Uh, now, you are an intuitive healer who has clairaudience, clairvoyance. That is and correct. <laughs> so uh, for listeners who are new to these topics, could you explain what exactly these terms mean? So clairaudience is clear hearing, clairsentience is clear feeling, and clairvoyance is clear, see clear seeing. And so when I work with a person, I will say, give me a minute, I'll connect to their energy, I'll close my eyes, and I'll see a movie in my head. I may hear words or full sentences or as if someone is standing next to me speaking to me. And I'll feel within myself what's going on. I can feel a combination of those or I might feel one really strong. When, when mm -hmm. someone um, comes to me and they're struggling or in pain or they really want more in life, I will connect to that strongest block. So I'll close my eyes and I'll say, okay, come on, peeps. That's what I call my guides and angels. Okay, peeps, tell me what's going on. Give me the strongest block so that I can help this person in a most profound way. That is my passion and purpose. And then I'll start seeing a movie. And again, similar to what I feel um, when I was explaining the chakras when they're condensed and they're expanded, I'll also see movies that have patterns too. An example is I might see... Um, first off, I'll pick the age of when they received or took in that block. And then I'll determine if it was mom or dad themselves or something else. And it can even be God or higher self source light, whatever you choose to call it. And then as I see the, get the age, see the person, and then I'll see the movie or the feelings of what happened. And then I'll take it to their current life and tell them that's what's keeping them from moving on. And within that element of seeing the movie, a pattern of, let's say, if it's a dad block, I'll see dad and the person going around in circles, meaning they're doing the same thing over and over and over again in their current life, and that's why they can't get past it. And so there's where some patterns that I see within my superpowers, I call them, <laughs> and mm. then I take it to telling them the story and then how it relates to their personal life, and then do the energy statements. And they don't have to tell me anything. I don't want to know anything about their life. Just their first name is fine with me. And then I connect to all of that. Because when I, I so-called, quote, unquote, prove to them, I know exactly what's going on. And if they tell me nothing, they can't deny the fact that I know when I tell them they're struggling with um, resentment from dad or, or not feeling good enough. And that's where the key elements that, um, open relationship of trusting comes in when I can give them proof mm -hmm. that I'm connecting directly to their blocks. 
Got it. So I love your approach. You first, uh, in fact, you don't even need a lot of information from them, right? You just need their name and then you work with your peeps, so to speak, uh, into building that trust and trust with the person who you uh, might be working with. And once you are able to tell them uh, certain blocks that they might be already facing, that's when they are able to believe and uh, take the relationship to the next level but these are obviously gifts that you have and that you're using uh, were you always aware of your gifts uh, and how did all of this begin for you how did the intuition journey begin for you you know thank you so much you know everyone has these gifts some people call them coincidence some blow it off and say oh that's just whatever it is i i wished upon it or i thought it when that thought came in i created it when it's actually the energy all around you your guides your angels and the energy within and outside that's helping guide you and so When I was eight years old, I was walking across the street and I was hit by a car. I was thrown 25 feet and landed on my face. I broke my jaw in three places and the worst places a person could ever break their jaw. Lacerated my liver, bruised my spleen, dislocated my left arm, Mm -hmm. and I was in a coma for 10 days. When I came out of the coma, I felt my life was a sea of magnificent manifesting. But as a child, you just think, it's all normal. If you want it, you get it. And so as I was, um, I came into this world, I was born to two parents who were teenage parents. There were three kids, me, my sister, and my brother. And my parents were 19 years old and we were not triplets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there was a lot of lack in our family. Electric was cut off quite often. We ate eggs for dinner and pancakes because we didn't really have a lot of money. And so when I got to the stage of being hit by the car and I came out of that coma, you know, I felt that when someone said no to me, I heard it as a yes, or I looked beyond or through a no, as if it wasn't a wall or something holding me back. I simply looked at it as a means to catapult myself to my answer. And so I found myself manifesting anything that I ever wanted. So as I started with, you know, there was a lot of lack. So if we wanted to go anywhere or have anything, you know, I shared my sister, well, my sister shared my clothes because I was a, a, a two years older than her. But if I wanted something new, I would just feel it, see it, know that I had it. And then all of a sudden, my grandfather would take me shopping and I would get it. Or school would gift me a scholarship for going to band camp or, I mean, I always went somewhere or received it. And it was so significant in our family that I could see the big difference of me getting everything and my sister and brother kind of sitting back in the sidelines. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I didn't, I, as a child, you don't think that I can't have it or I don't have any money. It's only what your parents are telling you. And so I didn't allow my parents to tell me what I could have or couldn't have. I just felt that I could have it all and I created it. So as I was growing up, I was able to manifest all these magnificent things. And then a couple of profound things happened in my life. As I was getting older, I was in my 30s and I was in a relationship for 14 years it was not the greatest relationship. There was a lot of, lot of lacking in love. I love this man so much that I gave everything, every bit of my soul away to him to prove to him how much I love. And at the end of this 14-year relationship, I woke up three months before the end of the relationship at 3 a.m., crying like every other night for that past year. And I 
pulled myself out of that bed and I crawled into the bathroom and I laid on that cold tile floor. And I'll never forget this. I remember feeling cold and hot at the same time. And then all of a sudden I was crying. I was crying hysterically and just saying to God, I'm done. If I cannot have love in this marriage, in this life, I don't want anything else. I had two beautiful children, but I felt like I had nothing. And I lay there and I said, take me, I'm done. And I remember feeling this sense of calmness and I started to float and I, I could see stars so close. I could touch them and I had this damp taste in my mouth and I just saw this vast darkness that was so just infinite. And then I'll never forget when I heard those words, love will come. It echoed through my entire being. I knew that that element of God just spoke to me and it just renewed my faith in saying, I know I've got love. It's like right there. He told me. And I woke up and I, well, I literally got off off the bed. I went back to bed or excuse me, off the floor. I went back to bed. And the next day I knew my entire life was changed. I felt this sense of purpose of, of love, of knowing that, yes, it's there. And then I just read, I read four or five, and I'm not joking, books at a time. I'd had stacks of them laying at the end tables. I was reading constantly. Then I decided, oh, let's notch it up. So I started taking Reiki and essential oils and crystals. And then I'm like, I need more. And I started training with the masters. And the more I got involved, the more I felt that I was, I had purpose. I had that love and it all was from within that love was blossoming in my heart and that I loved myself so much that I was able to pull away from that relationship and then supersize myself to be where I am today. I help people in the most profound way all around the world. And if it wasn't for being able to dig deep into that pain and step into it and tell God, I am so done, I was able to connect directly to receiving that message and catapulting myself to the to this life that I live today. Well, thanks a lot for sharing uh, that story with us of of uh, you know how you were hit by that car when you were eight years old and then you were flung 25 feet and you were in a coma for 10 days, uh, which I'm sure your family was really worried and your friends were really worried as well. But then you came out of that coma with a new level of possibility, it seems. So, what do you think happened to you during the coma? Why do you, why do you think? You were so different when you came out of that coma and all of a sudden you felt a new level of possibility and you were able to manifest things like your uh, maybe uh, your siblings couldn't, but you were able to do that. So what, ha what do you think happened to you during the coma? So, you know, when when you're in a coma, you are in that vast sea of energy there are no limitations. And once I came back out and back into the human form, I still connected to that vast sea of unlimited abundance, meaning I felt that I could have it. As a child, even though my parents were limiting, I was already connecting and connected to, I got it. I can have it. 
there's nothing that can tell me that I can't have it. And I just mm-hmm. automatically felt and truly believed that I could. And within those thought patterns and in that feeling of allowed me to become the magnet to bring forth what I truly felt that I had and knew that I could have. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's simple mm-hmm. as that. No, totally makes sense. But when someone is trying to manifest and follows the steps, you know, step one, step two, step three, but they're not able to see the results of the manifestation, what do you think they're they're doing wrong? So, you know, it's funny. I just did a video on that. <laughs> I, I, just, I mean, literally just did. It's 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 now becomes part of lack. So what happens is, okay, step one, step two, step three. I think it. I feel it. I step into the action to create it. But what happens is they get stuck on step one, thinking, mm-hmm. I want it. I had a girlfriend, because I love this story. I had a girlfriend that, you know, we talk regularly on the phone. We get together, coffee or whatever. And every time I saw her and every time I talked to her, she's like, oh, I want that boyfriend. I'm creating him. I feel him so close. I know he's coming to me. I see him. I picture him. I draw him on the wall. And, I, and she was going on and on and on about visualizing this God of hers, what clothes he wore, what job. And it was massive to where she was constantly focusing on it. What Mm -hmm. happens is that you flip the switch to lack, is that you're focusing on the lack, not having it. I'm going to have it. I don't have it. I'm going to have it. And it's this duality, this tug of war. And then that massive feeling of not having it creates lack. And that's where it keeps you from receiving it because you're just creating the lack that you're already focusing that you don't have. There's Mm -hmm. a fine balance between manifesting and creating what it is that you want. You can't have a stranglehold on it. You think Mm -hmm. it, you feel, oh, I want that new car. You may take a picture of it. You put it on your refrigerator. If it's a convertible, you feel the wind through your hair and then you let it go. Mm. You're like, I got it. It's mine. And you let it go. You may think about it again at the end of the day before you go to bed or a couple of days later. But you look at it as that that thought is like a puff of smoke that comes out of your shell, meaning your, your human form, and goes into the collective consciousness. The collective consciousness is the energy all around you. I look at it as like a big cloud above us all, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that collective consciousness where other people are walking around and they're having their thoughts of what they want. And then there's a give and take that what someone wants, it may cause someone else to step into the energy to make it happen. And that's where someone will come on in and say, oh, I was just in the kitchen and I'm there at work and oh, I just have an extra bottle of water. Are you thirsty? And minutes before then you were thinking that you wanted something to drink because that person right. connected into that collective consciousness to answer that and it was on the same vibrational wavelength. So it's the mm-hmm. same thing with manifesting. You have to let it go, feel it, just simply let it go, knowing within your trust and knowing within that guidance system of who you are, that yes, it is yours, you deserve it, it can happen to you, and let go of the limiting beliefs. Because there's a little caveat to that, where if you have a lot of limiting beliefs growing up that you're not good enough, or that money doesn't grow on trees because your dad told you a thousand times a day. And then that's where you have to clear those limiting beliefs that everything is energy. You deserve anything that you want. You're living in service. You're a heart-centered individual because you're here listening to this podcast. And you can manifest magnificently. I think that's such an important point to remember. Action Tribe, when you are trying to manifest something, when you write it down or when you journal it, and then you experience the emotions of whatever that 
thing you want. Make sure that you're not uh, attaching too much uh, want or need to that particular uh, goal, whether it is a new job or whether it's a new house or, or a new business, whatever it is. Make sure that you feel the emotions and you can revisit that from time to time, but make sure that you also let it go so that it can become a part of the collective consciousness. And that's where uh, the universe works on manifesting your goal. Now, Terry, you also teach people how to increase their vibrations to manifest at a higher success rate. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. <laughs> so, so any other insights about what people can do or not do in order to vibe, uh, you know, manifest at a at a higher rate? You know, there there are just a few really simple, easy processes. First off, live in your truth, meaning that you must speak your truth. You must want to know the truth. It's funny. I was just working with a client in my 12-month program, and we were I was teaching her how to use the pendulum. So I said, mm -hmm. okay, what question do you want to ask that is you know, going to be that you'll want the truth? She goes, oh, I don't know if I want the truth. I'm like, ah, 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 delete, delete, delete. You want the truth in everything. You know, it's our, it's our perception of what we think that truth is going to be hurtful or not, that you have to understand that other people have their truth. And then mm. an example is a relationship. And so let's say that other person is not that much into you, but you're really digging them and they're just grooving your groove and, and you're just hoping that they're going to connect to you and they don't. It's just their truth. They feel mm. that whatever it is that you're providing is not that connection to their cellular level. And you must, you must be able to respond to their truth too, meaning that be grateful that you had that opportunity, be grateful that you see it, and then honor that other person. Say, you know, I'm really sorry that it didn't work out the way, but you know what? It's okay. And move forward and freely from that. So trust within yourself, live in your truth. And then the, and as I say was trust. Trust is really, really big too. So as I teach people to dig deeper into their own intuition, that feeling of, oh, that was a coincidence, is truly not a coincidence. You created that with your mind, your thoughts, your actions, and the energy around you, and trust that that is going to work to the best and highest good. For whatever it is, you may feel uncomfortable in the end, however, it may be a door closing, but there's five or six that are opening massively for mm -hmm. you to receive what it is that you're truly wanting. Let go of the limiting beliefs or the limits. Some people say, here's a really good example. I want a new pair of shoes mm -hmm. and I would like to have a pair of Jimmy Choo shoes. And a lot of people, if you know that brand, will think, oh gosh, that's too expensive. I could never afford that. Well, delete that because when we're born, we're thinking our parents are showing us that we have to work. We make a certain amount of money and within that budget. We can only afford to buy certain things. However, when you say to yourself, I can't afford that, you're keeping yourself from the energy of what it is that you would like to receive. It doesn't matter how expensive it is. Value is nothing. It truly is. Money is just a, like a number on your computer. Most of us don't see a thousand dollars. It's just we look at our our bank account online and then we see it, but it's just it's this energy. It's just a number, right? And mm -hmm. so go beyond what you think that's too expensive and say, I'd like to have that and I'm going to manifest it. Do you understand that there are many different ways that you can manifest those Jimmy Choo shoes? And I'll give you some examples. Let's say you're a, you work a nine to five job. You come to work and someone cleaned out their closet and they bring all their shoes to work. 
And that happens quite often because I used to do that when I worked at a nine to five. Mm. I would bring the things that were gently used because I didn't want to throw them away. I felt that someone else could use these fabulous, wonderful gifts that I gifted myself. And then I would bring them and say, they don't fit me anymore. They don't work. I don't like them. It's a different color. And I would give them to whoever at work and they would just scoop them up. And so you could get those Jimmy Choo Choo shoes by someone cleaning their closet. Or you could walk into a consignment store and there's your size and they're gently used. Or you could find that you go to a girlfriend's house and you're you're a guest. You're with your girlfriend and they go to another person's house. And the person's like, oh my God, I just, I got bags of shoes and I'm getting rid of them. Do you see there's so many different ways that you can receive what it is that you want without having to put the limitation that you have to have X amount of money in the bank to receive it. So when I say trust beyond what you know, trust beyond what you see, trust beyond what you hear, move into the energy of trusting all that is and allow yourself to live in truth. Those are two of the really biggest things that will allow you to manifest in a supersized way. Love that. So the Action Tribe, two things over here, live in your truth and trust in the process and trust that whatever you want, whatever you're visioning for or whatever your goal is, it will come to you if you apply the process and if you live in your truth. So Terry, uh, have you seen some big breakthroughs uh, in your life through manifesting? So manifesting, living in a certain neighborhood. Years and years ago when I was starting my journey, I started with trusting beyond what I know, trusting beyond what I felt, trusting beyond what I saw. So I drive through this particular affluent neighborhood that if I looked at my bank account, Oh man, I knew I could never afford to live there. However, I would drive through every day on my way to my nine to five and I would drive and I would look at the neighborhood and the homes and I would, even though no one was on the street, I would wave at the house and I'd say, hi neighbor, hi, you need to mow your yard or, oh, don't forget to take your trash can in or, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. Every day I drove through this neighborhood and I would wave. And I would look at their house and I'd say, wow, your, your yard is looking beautiful. And I would feel as if I was their mm -hmm. friend and I was their neighbor. I did this for years, every day, Monday through Friday, waving at them. If there was someone, I would honk my horn and I would just feel as if they were my neighbors. The more I got into it, the more I felt I lived there. And I pulled myself away from focusing on what was in my bank account because I just felt that I automatically lived there because by the second or third year, I felt like I knew the people. Mm -hmm. So when it was time for me to start looking for a home, I this particular neighborhood uh, was kind of expanded and I knew that I only wanted to live in a townhouse, but the majority of this particular uh, township had single family homes. Sure. So it was really restricted. So the more I said, I will have a townhouse, the more I said, I'm living in this neighborhood already, the more I created. To this day right now, I live in the community, I manifested, and I'm telling you, I don't even know where the money came from. It just mm -hmm. appeared. I, it, I'm telling you, I would get bonuses or I'd get big tax refunds or, and I would just put it aside. And then when it was time to buy the house, I live in the community. And so it's, you know, when you have large ticket items such as a car or a home or a large vacation, it can take a while for you to move that energy toward you. So it did take me three years to live in the community. But I tell you, when I felt that I was already living there, it was as simple as just 
going with a realtor and signing on the dotted line. And that's exactly how I manifested living in the community that I, at the beginning, never saw myself living there. So the Ego Action Tribe, sometimes we overestimate what is possible in one year, but we underestimate what is possible in three years. And like we're learning today, even in the case of manifestation, it's small steps towards your bigger goal. Uh, if there's something that you want or if there's an experience that you would like to have, uh, either you know go online, go to the websites, you see so many HD, good quality pictures, make sure you're uh, constantly reminding your mind and your emotions of what is possible out there. Or if there's a house that you want, just like Terry, you can drive up that uh, area on your way to work if you're still doing a, a 9 to 5 and if you want to move uh, into a business or whatever that is. But make sure that you keep reminding your senses, your emotions and your thoughts of what you'd like to have and less of what you would not like to have. <laughs> so thanks a lot for sharing that, Terry. Based on what you've shared today, what is that one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners? So allow your thoughts to come in. Feel your thoughts and take guided action on it. The thing is that we'll, we'll get wrapped up in our thoughts, and then we'll sit back and think, okay, my thoughts are generating. That's good. It'll just come at me. You have to feel like I was talking about driving through that neighborhood. I, in the end, as I said, felt they were already my neighbor. So the thought of being able to live in that neighborhood and allowing myself to let go of any fears of not being able to, right? So starting with the thought and then feeling it, feeling that they're my neighbors, feeling that I'm part of their community. And then I took guided action in the end when I knew it was time to buy the house. There was no fears of moving into it and signing the contract within that community. So that's truly how you just move into it. Thoughts, feel, and take guided action. You must take guided action. Don't sit back and wait for somebody to knock on your door. So Action Tribe. To access the show notes for today's episode, make sure you visit my7chakras.com forward slash 212. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 212. And before moving on, let's listen to a word from our sponsor. Explore the vast traditions of yoga with the Gaia original series, Yogic Paths. Filmed across India, the 13-episode series captures the beauty of mystical Indian landscapes and never-before-seen ashrams while taking the viewer on a journey through the many traditions of yoga. While the practice of physical postures called asanas is most well-known in the West, understanding the full scope of this rich and varied tradition gives meaning and power to the yoga that we know today. Action Tribe, since you're listening to this show, it's clear that you are interested in topics such as chakras, yoga, and self-realization, and you know exactly where to go for audio content and interviews. And I sure hope you feel this way about our show, My 7 Chakras. But where do you go if you want a streaming TV video service with the same values and similar content? The answer is Gaia.com. To start watching this show, The Yogic Paths, as well as get your first month at Gaia for just 99 cents, visit Gaia.com forward slash My 7 Chakras. That's G-A-I-A dot com forward slash My S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Inhale and God approaches you. Hold the inhalation and God remains with you. Exhale and you approach God. Hold the exhalation and surrender to God. This is an amazing quote by Krishnamacharya uh, because it explains what life is all about. 
through the simple act of breathing. There's an unsaid power action drive in surrendering. Sometimes when we use our conscious minds to chase our goals and we try, try and try, like we're learning today, and when it doesn't turn out as expected, we send a stress signal to the universe. We, Our mind begins to send out a flurry of questions. Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Why did it not work for me? And uh, will this be this way forever and as we're learning today spirit does not work on stress it works with ease and relaxation but when we set our intentions we take actions towards our goal and then we just let it go we surrender to the universe that's when the universe helps us overcome all the obstacles on our path so remember to surrender and let go Terry, let's go back to a time in your life when you experienced a major life challenge how did you get into that situation and then tell us what steps did you take to overcome or get out of that challenge you know that's a really good one i was going through the um situation with child custody of my two children and my relationship with the father and what was happening was I was starting to live in fear because every time he made a move into trying to, you know, become the, the sole custody bearer that people were listening to him. And then when I made my move, I felt no one was listening to me. And then I started going into this vortex of fear. And the more I feared, the, the less people listened to me. And then it got to a point where I had a, an attorney that wasn't that great. And we ended up in court. And I actually lost custody of my children for three months because of the fear that I had. I was devastated. I remember running out of the courthouse, throwing myself on the ground, crying hysterically, people running over to me. And I, ne- I didn't even know I was totally out of my mind thinking I'll never see my children again. It's the worst experience a mother could ever have. And when I got home, I had someone, a woman, who was clairaudient and buoyant. And she said, you must trust. You must trust that your children absolutely love you. You must trust that everything is going to be okay. You must trust and let go of what you think that people are not hearing you. It took me three months and every ounce of energy and power within my soul to trust and know that I would get my kids back and I got them back. And that in itself was, I felt so miraculous, but I know for a fact that it was the fact that I trusted. I had to just let go of the fear and know that I didn't do anything wrong that I was an amazing mother, my children loves me, loved me and love me unconditionally, and that I am heard, and I got them back. So that in itself was a, a, my huge moment in my life, and it showed me clearly that the more you trust, no matter what, everything is going to work out beautifully. Well, I think that's a really, really inspiring story. Thanks a lot for sharing that with us. Uh, What is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners from your story in just one sentence, if possible? (laughs) 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 To keep moving forward, no matter what, to keep moving forward. Thanks a lot for sharing. You you shared with us a really inspiring story. Like I mentioned, you were going through 
child custody situation and uh, you were always in fear because you did not know how the people that you were trying to persuade would respond to you right because you always had to be on your toes and uh, it was back and forth and so you were living in fear and at one point you also lost custody of your children for three months because of that same fear there was there was it kept you under stress and worry and when you came home uh, you consulted with someone and that person reminded you to trust uh, and to trust that everything is going to be all right and to trust that uh, your children, in fact, do love you and you do have the support that you need in order to get the custody. And so after three months of trusting and making those changes in your life, you got custody. And I think that's really inspiring, especially for those who are listening to our show, who are in some form of uh, or going through some form of challenge or uh, trial. And uh for those people, uh, you know, it's really important that you know uh, and visualize the outcome that you're looking for. Uh, trust the process and not give up and make sure that you take small steps towards getting there because, you know, it's inevitable that you will surely get there. So thanks a lot for sharing that with us, Terry. And it was, that was a lovely story. Thank you. So Action Tribe, I hope you enjoyed the session so far. We've not, we're not done yet. We still have some way to go. But before we move on, let me ask you, who is your greatest teacher? Who do you learn from the most? As a seeker, I love reading books. My home is full of books and I'm always getting uh, some more books from the library. I love listening to podcasts and taking courses because it's wonderful to learn from folks who are here to teach. I also learn so much from the interviews that I conduct. Like today, I'm learning so much from Terry and the relationships that I make are priceless. But the most important lessons that I've learned in my life are from my soul or my higher self because your spirit sends you information and pieces of wisdom that you need the most as we're learning today and I may have not met you but I know that you have many questions in your life that you are committed to finding but if you haven't already then take some time each day to listen to what your soul is trying to communicate to you it's like a practice like you go to the gym make sure you go to your mental gym so that you are able to listen to the thoughts or the messages that your soul is trying to communicate with you because like the great poet Rumi once said I have been a seeker and I still am but I stopped asking the books and the stars I started listening to the teachings of my soul so Terry as on today uh, what would you consider what would you say is your life's calling you know after experiencing many of the ups and downs dramas and traumas that we consider is in some of the day-to-day life. Uh, I can say that where I am today is my passion and purpose. That I know that when I lived through that 14-year relationship, I lived outside of myself. And today, I love myself so much. And I know that I deserve amazing friends and family and abundance and joy and adventure and rich fun. And that within that, that purpose is part of helping people. And when I am, you know, doing my intuitive life coaching and my psychic stuff and, you know, and even my mediumship stuff, that when I'm working with a client and the and the thrill or the passion or their release of crying or connecting and saying, you are right on. It just, my heart expands with complete compassion, knowing that I was able to help someone in such a profound way. So I know that where I am and what I'm doing is totally my passion and purpose. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. Action Drive, it is time for the Wisdom Round. 
which is all about four questions, Terry, uh, that need four action-packed and actionable responses. <laughs> so the first question is, what is the best advice that someone has ever given you? <laughs> <I'd> trust. <laughs> trust. You got to trust. And there was a lot of things, yeah, that I, I didn't trust and trust. So name a personal habit that keeps you going. You know, um, it's funny because when I wake up in the morning, I set an intent or let's say like if I'm tired, you know, there's sometimes, you know, having your own business, you know, we stay up pretty late and I wake up and I'm, I'm tired. So instead mm -hmm. of saying I'm tired, I say I'm fully rested. I'm fully rested and I keep repeating that until I get in the shower as I'm making the bed and brushing my teeth. And I'm telling you, by the time I get out of the shower, I feel like I, my adrenaline is going because I'm allowing myself to move into that energy that, yes, I am fully rested. Yes, I am clear. You know, I have clarity and peace and abundance and joy. And you'll find that I'm always positive. I'm always laughing. I'm full of fun. And that's where I love to live. So what is your morning routine like? What do you do during the first two hours of your day? <laughs> first thing I wake up and I set an intent. I'm like, what will it take for this to be the most amazing day? What will it take for me to have a life rich and adventure today? What will it take for me to receive five gifts? Yes, mm -hmm. five gifts today. And I just, I just set an intent of allowing something to be received in my experience for the day. And then I feel like um, I focus on what's going on positively. So even though I might have a ton of things to do and I might be a little tired, I say I'm fully rested. And then what excitement am I going to have? And then like, um, you know, oh, I can't wait to complete my videos because they're so great and I help people. So I, I see that whatever it is that I'm doing, instead of looking at it as a, a workload, I, I look at it as my, my keys to success to helping others. So Terry, what is it one book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today? You know, there was one that I just read not too long ago. It was about six months ago. It's called Only Love is Real by Brian Weiss. And when I sat down and read it, I thought normally books take me about a week and a half, two weeks. This one took me three days. And it was it's the standard size of a book. I think it's 270 pages. But it was truly, it's about past life regression, but it truly is about love being that conquers all to connect to even past lives that you can have a life and love from a past life and still find it in your present current life. But love truly does prevail. Thanks for that. Action Tribe, I know how much you love our book recommendations and I know so many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on our show. That's why audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service. So just imagine you don't have to read a book, you can listen to a book. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android or Kindle, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash MSC. Once again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash MSC to start listening 
to your favorite book right away. So Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great having you on and listening to your inspiring stories and some of the nuggets that you shared with us, which are so actionable. Uh, I'm sure our listeners are, uh, in fact, know what to do exactly after the show or maybe later on today. Um, right before you go, tell us one thing that you are grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you online. Thank you, AJ. And thank you for everyone listening and taking this time to invest in yourself to be here. Uh, my the one nugget uh, I am totally grateful for is being right here, right now, of uh, being able to talk to you, communicate, share my stories, feel the love of who I am, and to ex- expand and help people in every way possible. I am very grateful for that. You can find me in many different ways, but uh, I have a website, terrychristine.com. That's T-E-R-R-I-E.com. And I also offer uh, Theta Stream, which is my um, guided meditation with Theta Sound that takes you to the deeper levels of the mind. So it's my free gift to the listeners here. And also you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, Terry Christine. Uh, and yeah, all of that and more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Action Tribe, TerryChristine.com. We'll have the link in the show notes as well. Terry, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about things like energy healing and uh, uh, you know psychic mediumship, intuition, and so many other interesting topics and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you, AJ. And thank you so much. I, I'm, your, I'm grateful. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.